Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast episode 342. We're waiting for Sean. He's watching the Knicks right now, which means he'll be here in a few minutes. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that worked out. He'll either be really, really angry or he'll be really, really happy and excited. So we'll, we'll find out here in about five minutes. But until then, still got a couple of people here. Hang out, talk some video games from the past week. Let's start with MVG and a level of doom over there. Hello, hello. It's great to be here. Good to have MVG here. We got OJ, Player Essence, with us. What up? Good to be here. We have OJ here, too. And, of course, Evan. Yep. Evan's with us. Josie is actually doing some filming for her independent film right now. So she'll be back next week. I'm sure to tell us about that again. That came up on Sean's uh, after show one night, and uh, she told us all about it then. So did a little, little crowdfunding pitch live but she'll be she'll be back next week with us and uh she's got some other stuff coming up too for the podcast so it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool be pretty cool let's uh let's see what do we what do we have tonight i do know we have the ps5 slim situation that went down mvg was like in the midst of that he was like in the front lines so i'm curious to see what mvg's take is did you ever make a video on that by the way no uh i'm just gonna wait for the hardware if i okay. can get get a hold of it that is okay Okay, cool. Good, good. So I'll be interested to see your, your take on that. We have some th weird things going on at Sony that's coming to light through apparently a David Jaffe with some some reporting there. Alan Wake 2 is out. We'll, we'll see if, uh, if anyone played it yet. Uh, Nintendo faced some backlash from their, their tournament stuff, their guidelines. OJ, of course, in the esports scene, so he could probably explain some of that to us a bit. Metal Gear Solid Delta got a look. And I did have a question that actually brings together metroid prime 4 and skull and bones so a lot, lot, a lot of stuff a lot of stuff tonight i do want to give a shout out to uh the patreon the Spawncast network uh, some of the executive producers over there john o got joshua butts mr job and varang who keeps changing their name this week it's varang zoink scoop patel and then william hogue Big shout out to the supporters there. We have some some interesting stuff coming up. I have I have announced now that we are going to do the the game of the year bracket, game of the year madness, the goatee madness that is going to happen. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting one to see how that all turns out. Basically, thirty two games will enter, and one will one will exit victorious. I'm more curious though to see some of the matchups, things like Dead Space and RE4 maybe meeting somewhere in the middle, things like that. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be starting uh, in a little less than a month, probably about three weeks. I need things like Mario RPG, for example, to come out, RoboCop, Star Ocean. Hey, you never know. Those, those could surprise. So still some stuff in November to get through, um, and we'll, uh, we'll do all of that. It should be a lot of fun, though, to close out the year. Had a new episode of Game & Talk went up, and there will be a Spawncast bonus show, actually, in the next day or two. So a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened. I think MVG is winding up a uh, Ask a Developer here soon, too. So Yep, I'm on it. A lot of stuff to look forward to there. So let's uh, let's let's actually start. Let's We're just going to start with Alan Wake 2, actually. Let's just get that out of the way, because I already know what, what's about to happen here. <laughs> because I haven't played it yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone here has played it yet, unfortunately. Uh, I have a reason why I haven't played it yet, but I, I just want to see if any... It just, anyone can surprise me go ahead i haven't played it yet john i am going to pick it up i'm an alan wake fan but man my backlog is oh i've got so many games i got to get through right now so i'm on spider-man 2 at the moment once i'm through spider-man 2 i'll probably pick up alan wake 2 
check it, it out. It is tough right now, MVG, because I'm thinking Alan Wake 2 right now, because I'm 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 just about done Spider-Man 2. I'm just about done with it. Uh but next week I want to play Star Ocean Robocop. I'm like in trouble right now. Like there's there's a lot of stuff hitting currently. So yeah, this is this is tough. Uh, OJ, did you get a chance to to play or anything with Alan Wake to it all? No, man. I mean, I'll be uh, I probably would have picked it up if there was a physical for the game. Yeah, I probably no just, physical. Yeah. Just put it in my car and just had it shipped mm-hmm. out here. Then probably checked it out just because I did play the original. I'm not a huge fan of Alan Wake, but I did play the original right when it came out back in the day. And I have not played it since then. I didn't play the remaster or anything. Uh, so, and I liked it, but I'm, I'm not a huge Alan Wake fan. So I was just like, but it's 60 bucks, right? It's not 70. It's cheaper. Yeah. They yeah it's, cheaper it's, 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 and it, it got great reviews. So I probably would have just put it in my car and had it one day shipped over here. If, there was a physical, but since there's a digital, I don't, I just don't feel like downloading it. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather just have the game, you know? Um, but you know, it's whatever. So this is, I'll, this I'll, is I'll, where I'll something... get it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I already have, it. I, I bought it. It's on the PS five right now. It's over here. It's downloaded. Um, but I'm still doing Spider-Man two, which I'm going to talk to you, MVG about here in a bit. Okay. I got to get the take from MVG on this, but uh, this is, this is where an interesting thing comes up that we're going to be introducing here pretty soon to the show because none of us have played Alan Wake 2, but I, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm curious if people watching right now have played Alan Wake 2. So what we're going to be working to incorporate here as we go along is some more community interaction because uh, I, I do like seeing it with things like radio shows and stuff. And we are going to work out how to do some call and stuff here and there where people can pop in for a minute or two. And in this case, maybe tell us about Alan Wake 2, especially if they're a big Alan Wake fan and tell us if it's living up to the hype. So stay tuned for that. We have some, we have some plans in place and i think it's going to be <laughs> i think it's going to be a fun adventure <laughs> well, adventure done, maybe <laughs> i've done collins before it's 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 definitely interesting and just do, yeah. we'll just do audio you know so it doesn't like move around any of the boxes aren't too much you it's know we'll, we'll keep it audio and and uh i think it'll be i think it'll be fun you know here and there yeah. we'll do it as we go it won't be like four or five people in a row to be like who played alan wake to hop in let's, let's tell us about it and then we'll go from there uh, but fun. I do want to bring up that Alan Wake 2 did secure, I'm going to say a higher score than I was expecting as well. I don't, did, did anyone, I, I mean, I, I technically I, on PC, it's a 92 on PS5, it's an 88. So if you meet in the middle, it's basically, we'll say a 90, essentially. I, I expected in high, high 80s or low nine. I expect that okay. because all the previews were glowing about the game, like graphics. Like if it's got good mm-hmm. graphics and the gameplay is just good enough it's probably going to get into the high 80s like review score right i think i said i think i i feel like i predicted like an 86 so i was off by like four points technically by the average but mvg already knows what i'm about to say go on (laughs) did this change your game of the year thought with starfield um it's very hard for me to answer that right now john because i haven't played the game and you know usually I, i need to take a look at the game before i can i can make a call on that i do think one thing is very, very obvious this year. There, there's no indie darling this year. There's also yeah. something is going to get snubbed. There's going to be some snubs this year, right? Yep. So, there is an indie darling. Mm, well, Baldur's Gate okay. Three. Yeah. Oh, I mean, literally the, the the people there. No, it's an indie game. They're they're sitting there campaigning for it to win really? indie game of the year. Technically, they are an, an independent studio. Um. So yeah, you, you could okay. you could you there could definitely darling. say that. But I mean, there's look. There's going to be some snubs this year, John. I don't know which way it's mm. going to go. I, I have to play. I mean, the reviews and everything for Alan Wake Two look incredible, and you think that maybe it's going to find its way into the conversation. But I also think 
you know, Resident Evil 4 Remake was incredible and there's precedent there with RE2 Remake being in. So I don't know. Like, I have to play Alan Wake hmm. 2 before I can really say, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get in. Like, just in the same way as Mario Wonder. I played Mario sure. Wonder, I've beaten it. Um, it's an amazing game. I think it deserves a, a place in the in the conversation. So uh, stay tuned. I'll, I'll probably know more about Alan Wake 2 in a couple of weeks once I actually get my hands on and, and beat the game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to put a couple hours in at some point this, this, this Monday, maybe. I don't know, because here comes, like I say, here comes Star Ocean this week. So... Uh, it's I am seeing some inc- like super high praise on Twitter right now for Alan Wake 2. Like people seem really, really happy with what they're what they're experiencing with it. So I, I, it's going to be tough. Game of the year is going to be an interesting one. Uh, and you're right. Something's getting stuff. What do you think would cause more conversation? Starfield being in the game of the year nominations or Starfield being out of game of the year nominations for conversation out. Yeah, would be okay. would be. I think would be would in. I think so. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Starfield seems to be the one that's like on the, like the fringe case right now. People are like, I don't know if that's, that's the one that keeps coming up. Star is that the one getting left out? Uh, yeah, I guess they would, yeah. it, there'd be a lot of conversation either way. It's going to be a lot of what it should have been in 5 billion people played the game. If it's not in, Oh my God, how could they, they're biased against Xbox. They don't want to put an Xbox game in, you know, so the reason why I currently, and I, and I stress the word currently believe that Starfield is in is because I have, I've played and beaten it twice. And I think it, mm-hmm. it deserves its place in there. Metacritic okay. score aside, right? Forget sure. about Metacritic scores for a minute. Some games like Control have gotten in the game of the year, with mm. a, you know, like an 82 or something. That's true. So I just, I got to play Alan Wake and, and, and see, judge for myself, and, and I'll make a decision on it. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough one to pick this year, man. There's a lot it of good is. games and there's going to be some upsets, sure. unfortunately. You know why Control got in though, right? Why Control get in? because <laughs> they didn't play all the other best games this year they actually played a lot of the best games that's surprised me that they didn't year. play fire emblem three houses they didn't play astral chain they didn't play devil may cry let's just let's just keep it real they didn't play devil may cry they didn't play astral chain. devil may they didn't cry play fire emblem. there that yeah, was the they didn't really play them the, the reviewers did not put they this year you can say okay they played alan wake they played Baldur's Gate, they played Tears of the Kingdom. You could say all the good games they played, but really that's the reason why Control got in. Control got in because they played that one and they just skipped. They skipped all the other games that were clearly better, but they skipped them. That's my personal uh, opinion on that. And and Control was nominated a million times too, by the way. The only thing that gets me is there's a chance this year that the game that wins Game of the Year, I just have not gotten into it all with Baldur's Gate 3. Like I just I try and I just can't get into it. So MVG will be our lookout on that one, I guess. I'm I'm playing that. I'm about 20 hours in. Uh-oh. Oh, there you go. See, great. Yeah. Okay. Evans, our lookout too. Very quiet over there. I put 110 hours in. Like real quiet. <laughs> couple so, different okay. runs. Couple different characters. <laughs> couple different approaches. Evans should be like speaking. Hey, what are you, what are you doing? I'm, I'm over here, spending like a month in this game. What do you? Why? What? It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, Evan will be the lookout on that one. Then when we get to, I've I've watched hella right people play the game though. Like it, it's it's cool. Like it, it's a really cool game. I wish I was really into that kind of game because it does look like the pinnacle of that. Exactly. I wish I was really into it as well. Like, I really do wish I was like super into it. Yeah, I agree. It's not for everyone. I see people in chat saying that they're not into it. But yeah, it's it's cool how much you can do, but it's definitely very focused in a specific form of the genre. I like all the flexibility, like in terms of like the combat, like it's cool watching somebody else do all that shit. Not me, but somebody else. That's cool. (laughs) Like, you know. Let's see. We have. 
Okay, we'll, we'll talk about because we're on the topic of games and we are waiting for Sean to come in for his Metal Gear take. MVG, tell me what your thought is on Spider-Man 2. Yeah, so I got Spider-Man 2 um, a few days ago now, two days ago. I beat Mario Wonder. Uh, I haven't 100% the game. It's Man, some of those levels are, are tough, but um, I thought, well, I'm done with Mario Wonder, so I'm going to move on to Spider-Man 2. Picked it up. Uh, I just got... I guess the latest patch, John, like, so the second, they've done two patches now, right? Yeah. So I, think yep. got, I, I just got the second one. So that's when I kind of started playing the game. I, I'm not mm -hmm. that far into it. I, I don't want to spoil it, but like just past the Coney Island part of the game at, you know, in at kind of at the beginning or the, the first third of the game. So I did that. And um, I got to say, I really, really like the game. I think it's, uh, it's very, very good. Um, the story is is very very interesting it's it's keeping me compelled in the game i love the um the tech that they've put into this game this time around you know is it is it the perfect sequel i mean it's a very very good sequel i don't know if it's the perfect sequel there are some things in the game that bother me a little bit and i think the biggest one for me is and you tell me if if i'm you know if i'm off base john but mm -hmm. like the combat the combat system hasn't changed at all. They just copied it over here and pasted it over here. Like I, I just felt like the combat just doesn't really feel any different and it doesn't seem any different to the first game. That's not necessarily mm -hmm. a bad thing because the combat is, is very good. It's very tight and very fluid. I just feel like maybe they could have, um, you know, just iterated upon that system a little bit and, and made it a little bit more 2023. But other than that, uh, I think the story is excellent. I love the fast travel, um, the switching between the characters. The story is really cool. Uh, I don't even hate like some of the side missions as well. I know there's been, you know, it's, it's got a little bit of criticism. And, and the biggest mm -hmm. one is I've had zero bugs so far. Nothing, nothing at all. Um, oh, okay. yeah, so that, yeah. I, I really I didn't experience much either. I've seen no uh, cubes. I've seen no <laughs> weird T-posing. I haven't seen any kind of weirdness at all uh, with the game. Um, there, there's been like a cutscene where some clipping has occurred or, you know, some minor shit in the background or maybe some, some pop in. Yes. <laughs> but apart from that, um, it's, it's, it's rock solid. So um, I saw, I saw one example of a glitch and someone zoomed in, I think on their, on their foot when they were stepping off the curb and they went through like the corner of the curb or something. <laughs> it's like that's yeah. okay this, that's that's where we seems, are this seems to be such a random thing because i've seen streamers play the game legit crash like multiple times and all sorts of issues then other times people play and everything's just fine no problems whatsoever yeah, it's the I, most like helter skelter it's like there's such different experiences for people mm -hmm. some yeah so everybody says it's fine other times i've seen it with my like literally crash glitch or whatever so and i've seen streams on both you know both sides where everything's clean everything sometimes it's not it's, it's so weird I haven't, yeah, like I, I, said, I haven't experienced any any of that stuff yet. Uh, I've been yeah. lucky, or maybe they've just fixed it. Like I said, I, I when I started playing, I had the second patch, so maybe they've already addressed all that stuff mm -hmm, anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's a good game. Like, look, p part of me feels like maybe there's a little too much emphasis on quick time events, John, and and maybe mm -hmm. the game just kind of just moves you along in this direction. There's really no way you can kind of fuck it up in any way, even though it is kind of, you know, an open city game or whatever you want to call it. Um, it does kind of move you along very, very nicely in one direction. Um, but other than that, I, I think the game is, is very, very good. Very good. Good sequel for sure. It took me... It took me... Uh... 21 hours to beat the game technically 
with like 70% completion. And I've just been going through and doing a lot of the end game stuff at this time. And I did enjoy the game, the story. Like, Evan, I think this is a story you would actually get a kick out of because it does mm-hmm. dive into like the there's some there's I, some comic book lore stuff in there that I was a little surprised on. I've seen a lot of it. okay (laughs) like for example when you they're like those birds in the like the robot birds in the open world that you like it's part of like side quests like you see him on your map you track them you you chase behind them and what they do is they then show you who they were tracking down and it's usually someone like deep in like the marvel lore that that uh that they were tracking and it's like oh that's interesting they put they do make a lot of references and now they've tech because they've insomniacs already said that they are going to do a third spider-man game and they did set it up so like that's all in place which is fine they've also mentioned doing a spin-off for venom and uh that's i you know i i kept hearing this and i thought does everyone want insomniac to just become the marvel studio then is that where we are with them like we don't want much else just do the Marvel stuff. And that's kind of it. Cause yeah. I do wonder if they'll get hung up on that to where that's, that's their identity at that point. It seems like it, but I also, you know, I think in some next, the kind of studio where you want to just kind of let, let their creativity run wild and let them do what they want. Right. Like, I don't feel like, you know, they should be tied up just doing, you know, these like superhero games all the time. I think they have enough of a track record and a history and they have enough uh, experience in the industry where you should be able to let, let them make, the games that they want to make as well and not just tie them down to superhero games. But I yeah, would like, still... a, I, with that said, I would like a Venom game as well. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I almost wondered if Venom would like, they do a horizon, like, like how they did the horizon burning shores. If they do like a $20 DLC, that's, that's somewhat sizable and it's just Venom. I thought about that too. Um, they could maybe work that in here rather than try to do an entire, because they're going to do Wolverine. And they already said that Wolverine is in the same universe as Spider-Man now, like in their video game universe. So they did say that in an interview. Makes me wonder if maybe in Wolverine Spider-Man's in there, for all we know. It's it's possible. There's references back and forth. Um, but I to, to that point, though, MVG, about the combat, it does, it does continue kind of opening up as you go through the game. It's weird because... I, I had mentioned, I think, to, to Nate at one point when he was starting, I said, just do do actually quite a bit of the main story because they just keep giving you abilities as you go. Like yeah. that I got to, I was doing a lot of side quests and I was doing the main missions like this would have helped some of those side quests a lot, like in terms of combat, because they're just like like everyone knows. Obviously, they showed in the previews, you get the you get the black suit, the symbiote suit. Uh, and that comes with its own set of abilities, sure. But right. there are some in there where you're like, okay, this is like room clearing stuff. Like I could have used this for certain challenges. So that's kind of what I what I tell people is just go through some of the main story and you'll you'll start getting pretty powerful in the game. Very but they give you abilities that you kind of string together with your gadgets and it does make the combat better, but you have to become somewhat creative with it. So you're spinning your tech gadgets with your suit abilities or miles with his venom strikes and that sort of thing. Uh, and, and I think it made the combat from the first one better, but you're right. MVG, they still lean into the Arkham, the Batman Arkham combat a lot. Like that is yeah. still what they are doing here. Um, just more on top of that really. But the traversal I think was the biggest bright spot in the entire game. And then the story, I, I think the story was interesting. I think there were some sh- like, I don't say shocking, but very surprising cameos throughout that they worked into it. And that was the most compelling part was the story. And I will tell MG, it gets better as you go. So good. like it, the ending was good. Like everything about it, I was like, great. The story, I think for most Marvel fans or Spider-Man fans, they're going to walk away satisfied of what they went through here. 
I don't necessarily know everyone's going to be like, okay, now I want to go back into the world and do every single side quest, find every little, little like um, landmark or, or things that they have on the map. But I think from point A to point B in the story, they'll, they'll get a kick out of it. So yeah, I recommend obviously for Spider-Man fans, pick up a PS5, pick this game up. It's good. So, and uh, I would have no problem if it, which I assume it will find its way in the game of the year conversation. Oh yeah. It'll, it'll be in there. No problem with any of that. Yep. Uh, Sean is here. Sort of. Hello. There he is. There he is. Sean is here. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not going to ask you about the next game, Sean, so I'm not going to roll the dice on this one, but thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well. I'll, okay. I'm working on something, but I'll get on camera okay. when I'm done. Okay. I th- well, somebody said that you posted a, a GIF of Homer pouring bleach into his eyes, so I assumed then the man, it Yeah, it was, not, well. it was not. It was not an enjoyable game. Okay. The Bulls game was worse. Yeah. They came Bulls. they came off a win last night though, right, Sean? So it's not like they lost. I mean, it's 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 still early in the season. I'm not gonna back to back days though, man. Tired legs, retired legs, right? I'm not gonna get too bent out of shape no. okay. yet. No. Yet, yet. Yeah, y'all didn't lose to the Detroit Pistons though. Because they just we just got Bulls got blasted by the Detroit Pistons. Oh well. Blasted. <laughs> Stupid Twitter oh. account. Hey, Zach Levine scored 50 points. <laughs> they lost by like 16 points. Good for you, dude. Should have scored sixty something points. They would have won. He, yeah, uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of him. I'm not a huge fan of the Bulls. I'm not a huge fan well, of their. They, they your hat says otherwise. They, um, I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of their team. They uh, they had that nice win against Toronto. Yeah, whatever. They need to blow this team up. And start over. No, nah, you're not Sean, wrong. Did you did you pick up Spider Man Two, Sean? Yeah, I I haven't had a chance to yet. No, I'll okay. Probably buy it tomorrow because it's supposed to be cold and rainy there you I go need something to do it's a good game to, to hang out and play that good stuff good stuff okay cool. Yeah, i'm looking forward to it do you want to do you want to give us your thoughts on the metal gear solid master collection sean because i know you picked that up um yeah sure um so as a metal gear diehard i'm obviously gonna have some sort of bias to it and i try to make that abundantly clear in my video but is this a konami is back moment no because it feels very bare minimum you know they're still great games especially two and three and i love one but after playing one on an emulator you know even if you're not using duck station even if you're just Mm -hmm. using a basic ass emulator that can that can make things look a little bit cleaner to see Metal Gear Solid 1 and see that they didn't even give you like a texture filter option or something like it's it's rough, dude. It's 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 rough going back to that original style. And I know there's probably going to be people like, I play it on a CRT. It's great. I'm glad. I'm glad you can enjoy that. I cannot because I've been introduced to the world of emulation. And as the emulation king, I know what you can do with those graphics. So Metal Gear Solid 1, kind of a wash. Um, Two and three, like, I know there's an issue with um, two when you're out in the rain on the tanker. But, like, I didn't mention it because you're, you're there for, like, 15 20 seconds like it, it wasn't really a main issue for me surprisingly I, I i have i've been having a decent time playing it i was worried about the 60 to 30 drop i really don't think it's like super noticeable granted i've been playing mostly in handheld mode so take that into account but 
you know, I don't, I, you know, it, it still feels very good. It's still a really good game. It looks very nice on the old screen as well when you're playing it in handheld mode. And three is still, you know, one of my favorite video games of all time. Like I said in my video, I do feel the image is a bit on the soft side. Um, like, it, you know, it's obviously they're both of those games are widescreen. So mm. they are the HD versions, but the image just looks a little like a little soft, especially when you look at how Metal Gear Solid 2 looks compared to 3. And I'm obviously talking about the Switch version of these games. Um, 3 definitely looks noticeably softer, and that kind of was a little bit strange to me. You know, the 30 frames on 3, I, I, I really don't care. That game didn't even hit 30 frames half the time playing it on the PS2. So not right. a huge thing for me. Um, the other games, the MSX stuff, it's cool if you're a diehard for the story because those are canon. Um, Metal Gear 2 is still a really fun game once you kind of get into the groove of it. Um, Metal Gear and Snake's Revenge on the NES are throwaway games. They're they're really not that good. And then you have like the bonus stuff with the oh and and, and for like two and three they are like the the versions that have the additional constant like uh, content like substance and subsistence so you get like the uh you get like snakes tails on metal gear solid 2 and stuff like that so you know whatever that's kind of cool because it's additional stuff but as far as like the bonus content is concerned like once again it, it feels kind of half-assed like the book thing is really cool that goes over like the whole history of metal gear you can also get um the full uh like a screenplay dialogue of all the conversations in the game that's kind of neat i guess um but like the soundtrack the bonus soundtrack there's 20 songs there's only 20 songs there are you're you're spanning seven games here even if you want to take out the nes crap you're spanning five games they don't even have the cool song from metal gear 2 that i always used to play when i would play online with uh uh, subsistence on Metal Gear Solid 3 where it was like it was the only song I would play and it would just like always got there. me so hype it's from Metal Gear 2 I forget the name of it but yeah there's only 20 songs in there and stuff and it's just like ugh. like it, it could have been a proper celebration but I, I don't really feel like it is as a Metal Gear fan you know there is a silver lining at least people are getting introduced to the games and you know they're still really fun games to play if you can get past the visual style of just how one looks um but beyond that it, you know it, it's like half-assed fan service you know they could have done a lot more they could have put some more time and care into it and really been like hey you know we're we're back like look at the look at the fucking castlevania shit like of course that wasn't handled by Konami. That was um, but Dot Emu, M two, yeah. But who did like the bo didn't Dot Emu oh. do like the bonus stuff in those games? Maybe, yeah. So like, right. there's so much cool bonus stuff in there, like like sketches and behind the scenes stuff, and it's like they didn't do any of that with this, and so it just you know, I don't know. They're still mm -hmm. fun games, but it's just if if you're morbidly interested. Like I would probably just buy either two or three for 20 bucks. And yeah. then when you're done with that, if you got an extra 20 bucks, buy the one that you didn't buy. Cause the $60 thing, I, I don't really think it's, you know, necessarily getting you a bang for your bucks. I feel like most people are just going to skip over metal gear one. 
Yeah, well, especially on like Switch because it's di- it's mostly digital, right? It's you get two or three gigabytes on the cartridge, and then everything else you download. Yeah, all the all the yeah. retro stuff is on the cartridge. So the MSX games and the NES games are on the cartridge. But yeah, John, so, is your biggest kind of beef with number one just the the fact that it's got bilinear filtering? It looks all blurry. If they yeah. had a toggle where they could sharpen up the pixels, yes. to make it look more authentic. Like every freaking emulated <laughs> retro game that's come out on yeah. modern platforms. Like, I understand you want to preserve the original image quality. Fine by me. But give me an option. It's 2023. Give me an option. I'm not playing this on a CRT. I'm playing this on an OLED, whether it's in my hand or on my television. And it doesn't look great. Yeah, two is not a bad recommendation, I, I feel like. Three is, three is interesting because it... It, it it introduced like the survival aspect to it which i two love might be a, oh yeah but like two might be a you're right two might be a good starting point to give you the the definitive like the metal gear solid kind of experience whereas three brought in the like i said the survival stuff to the metal gear solid experience but yeah i think I would, three is three is very very good obviously and just like fuck the law and download duck station and download metal gear solid one and turn up that internal resolution up to 4k like you can run it on a potato and then it looks so much better and you're like wow i can actually play this i I can see what's going on here it's just it looks so murky man let's get real for a second here then because some data mining happened and uh they found metal gear solid 4 in there now well i mean if you look through the the book um Mm -hmm. In in the game, it talks about all of them. It talks about Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid mm. 4, all that stuff. So, you know, is that going to be a collection that happens? Potentially. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, if they're doing a volume one, you would assume they would do a volume two. But I don't see it coming, like, necessarily anytime soon. And then hopefully there's a new Nintendo system out there. So that if you buy the Nintendo version, it's not the... It's not the gimped version of the game, you know. Um, how, how do they do it? How do you think they do that, MVG, and get Metal Gear Solid 4 there? Well, they can't emulate the PS3 because right. that just doesn't make sense. I mean, I think the only way that they could potentially do it is if they were able to recover the source code and then managed to find a way to build it for modern, you know, target modern consoles, which, hey, if they got the source code, um, it's, it's kind of reminds me of like the Red Dead Redemption, you know, port to the switch and and playstation Mm. right i think if you have the source code then you have a lot more options as far as bringing a game that's locked on the ps3 forward but um that's a big if they have this if they have the code if they don't have the code then i couldn't tell you how they're going to do this like there's no way they're building an emulator there's no way you can Mm. i mean you know what type of pc you need to run mgs4 on Mm -hmm. on rpcs3 you need a pretty beefy machine to run so uh, I think unless they have the code um, or they're just, you know, hopefully um, they have all that right now and, and they're basically in a situation where they've got the game up and running. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine that they could emulate a PlayStation 3 to get the game up and running. You know what? what's interesting is, remember, there was that talk about how there was a 360 version that existed. They just didn't come to market with it. What if they yep. still had that? like in the back somewhere and they're like yeah maybe we can wheel this thing out maybe you'd be surprised i mean you know based on my experience things like that get uncovered occasionally Mm. um so maybe you know maybe they do have um access to a 360 build that you know can form as the basis for this modern 
you know, update. But I, I'm to be honest, John, I'm still a little skeptical about mm. MGS4 because, man, it's just been locked on the PS3 for so many years. It's hard for me to even imagine that it would ever come to any other system ever. But I am hopeful that, you know, um, there is a lot of smoke here with this. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we get it. I'd like That'd to be see a big it. deal. That'd be a yep. big deal if it got announced. Yeah, I'd be curious if what they would follow the collection with, would it be that five and I don't know, Peace Walker and that's that's it. There's volume hey, two. No, I don't think you do. You got a ghost babble. Yeah, I think you do you do ghost you do ghost babble. If you really want to stretch it out, you could do mm-hmm. ghost babble, portable ops, mm-hmm. four, and Survive. then no and then no. if you wanted to do five it depends you know if you wanted to do five in its own separate thing you can include like mm. peace walker and um uh acid games okay i mean there's a lot they can pull from if they want to set this up and make it like a nice click and then then two years after that they sell the complete edition and it's all of them together for like a hundred some odd dollars <laughs> right i'd buy yeah. it if it I mean, looked cool, yeah, I would do. If, if they fixed all the issues and it ran, you know, yeah. 60 everywhere, I'd probably get get the complete edition. Yeah. Especially if it came in like the cool box set and it had like the slip cover. Yeah, that would yeah, I'd be I'd be all over that. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. It's it's kind of weird that they didn't do any like to like that. I understand they did the digital thing, but you know, why not, you know, go all out, make a version that has like a statue and some other, you know, bullshit that you know collectors would want i might oh, actually... metal gear fans you feel like would be all over that yeah because we've been fucked for so long <laughs> nothing, no lube nothing, nothing about konami's uh, screams all out right now like i think i think it's more about let's let's dip our toe into the swimming pool again uh-huh. and see how, how how it all feels and okay well that that was fine now let's do the next you know part of the body and get that in the water I think that's just how it's going to be for a while, you know, with them. Well, speaking of that MVG, Konami did have another reveal this week. This was during the Xbox partner preview. I pulled Metal Gear out of there because some of the other stuff. eh, But this was a big one. I think it actually I think it surprised a lot of people that it was there, too, because I I wasn't expecting it to to make an appearance. But they did an in-engine preview of Metal Gear Solid Delta and... It looks good. Like it looks better than I was expecting. I mean, I, I obviously they were they're they're trying to remake an incredible game. It's gonna be tough. But I saw a lot of visually people, speaking, I thought it looked good. Uh Rerez fucking hated it. Really? <laughs> I, I didn't well, really it, understand his take on it. He was like, it, compared to the original Metal Gear Solid 3 trailer, this is bullshit. And I was kinda I was like, I wanted to be like, bro, it's kind of you know a different time it's not like it's a new game like i'm assuming that this is just the same game with prettier graphics it is, like it is, yeah. it's the same audio right yeah it's yeah. using the same audio and stuff so like you know it's just going to be the same game with prettier graphics i think i think the uh the graphics look substantially better obviously um I don't know, i'm excited for it you know i i question when it's coming out yep. and i i, I kind of question like you know, you figure if it's like six months to a year, like how well will it really sell? Because I, you are yeah. you have you have three now on modern consoles with an HD version of it. Granted, this obviously is is far superior graphically, but if it's the same exact game and I could buy three HD for twenty dollars, 
like are you bringing back the online in it because i i don't think you are like i, I don't know it's it's kind of weird to think about because you know it's going to be a, a 60 or 70 dollar game oh like, yeah it's this thing this thing's gonna be 70 i bet absolutely yeah, the the thing with this though, and the the part that I noticed, and I was like, okay, yeah, like the animations looked a bit stiff. It's, it's, some of the characters looked a little bit lifeless walking around, but at the bottom it says like pre-alpha footage or something, and you yeah. go, okay, well they're just showing us a very early uh, visual, an early concept in-engine demo. Basically, just wanted to show us the benchmark running on their PC at their office, right? Is is the idea? And then Unreal Engine Five, I have concerns about Unreal Engine Five because. Every game except for Fortnite, I think I've experienced on the Xbox or the PlayStation, not been the greatest. No, like Immortals of Avium, not good, not good. So that's that's my only concern is that. But I think, Sean, I think you're right. I think, I feel like there's 2025 all over it. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's coming out next year. I think it needs more time. Like, I agree with Sean. I mean, I feel like, you know, a lot of it looked really good. But I also felt like, wow, I think we have a long way to go before this this game actually comes out. Because, I mean, if you're showing stuff like this, um, you know, kind of in-engine tech demo type stuff, it just kind of tells me that, well, maybe they're still, you know, trying to get the actual um, story mechanics, in, in, you know, into the game. Mm. But, uh, look, UE5, John, yeah, look, right now it doesn't have a great track record simply because it's still very new technology developers are still getting their heads around the tech epic is is iterating upon it very fast i think they're up to ue 5.3 now like it's moving it's moving fast like they like every few months they add a point release to it um so you know i think that's going to uh get better over time so i think you know developers do want to use ue more and more now it is going to be well. It already is the industry standard, um, you know, other outside of Unity, which has its own issues. But look, I I think what I saw of this tech demo, whatever you want to call it, teaser, looked really good. It looked very promising, and I, I want to see more of the game. I, is it perfect? No, I think there's definitely some areas where it could improve. But um, I also, you know, you want to you want to like encourage studios to show pre-alpha footage knowing that maybe it's not in the best state. Um, like, mm-hmm. I, I think about, like, this is a terrible comparison, but something like, you know, Arceus. Remember when that they first showed us Arceus Pokemon? Um, mm-hmm. That looked that looked, just didn't look very good at all, right? But as they kind of kept showing it, it looked better and better and better. So I'm ho- hopefully we'll start to see, you know, this game get, or, you know, MGS Delta get fleshed out more and, and look better right. over time. But I'm excited this about is- it. This is a game they really can't feel pressure to release because you cannot mess up Metal Gear Solid 3. If you do, ooh, that's going to be... That might be the worst thing Konami's ever done right there. Not even put Snake and Pachinko mess up Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> that's the worst thing. I mean, they did so, Metal Gear Survive, John. Yeah, but they can, people can kind of forget. They're like, whatever, it's mess. Throw it on the show, who cares? But now it's like they ruined Metal Gear Solid 3. That's that's the one thing we had to hold on to. <laughs> So I uh, I hope they just take their time with it. It comes out when it's actually ready, not like let's push it out now, let's get it out there. So that's that's my hope. But I, I I'm optimistic with what I've seen so far based on my expectations for Konami. So there you go. <laughs> let's. Uh, I did want to bring this up 
just to see what people think and get a get a tally on this one. Skull and Bones got delayed again. It was uh, it's supposed to have been out now. Like we're supposed to be playing it multiple times over, but it's coming out according to Ubisoft. Again, according to it, it's still tentative by the end of March 2024. Cancel okay. It. Just cancel the game. Look, Ubisoft, you make good Assassin's Creed games. Keep doing those. Make Splinter Cell. Make Ghost Recon. Make Watch Dogs every five years if you want to. Uh, Far Cry and Rainbow Six. That's all you need to do. And Rayman as well. So here's my favorite part about this. that They're basically... I don't want to say they're not allowed to cancel it, but th- apparently there some problems would arise if they canceled yeah, because they, of Singapore. they took a ton of money for it. <laughs> so the reason this thing's still coming out is because apparently it was a deal worth upwards of $120 million as reported to Kotaku, by Kotaku. <laughs> so I don't really know why Singapore was involved with. I'm not sure, uh, but apparently that's why they've strung this along. This was announced in 2017. Same year as Metroid or Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. So quarter three, quarter is, four, 2018 was the original release date. So, yeah. So the question is, what, what game comes out first? Metroid Prime 4 or Skull and Bones? Metroid, Metroid Prime 4. 4. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. All right. All right. Metroid Prime. I, I think Prime 4 is out in 2024 later, but I maybe it will beat Skull, Skull and Bones could just be delayed for another two years at this point. They already got the money. They just got to get the game done and out. I, there must be some kind of sales goal they have to hit because otherwise you feel like they would just push it out the door and be like, whatever. We, here's the, not, we, we delivered. It's not going to hit any sort of sales goal. That's. It, it, I think they know that. Going to bomb. <laughs> Can I ask a dumb question? Is Skull and Bones like Sea of Thieves? Is that what we're talking about it's, here? It, it's more like you control the whole ship by yourself. Oh, so, so they basically you can't, like they took the ship combat from black flag and they kind of yes, that, exactly that was the concept you I can go to yeah. islands and like walk around and shop for stuff but then you get to your ship and it's you controlling everyone yeah but you can't there's no fighting on land or anything no. like that right no it's you get like special abilities different types of ship different stats and then they hinted at the end of one of the first trailers that you can fight like the kraken and giant sea monsters yeah. and stuff evan is the game that interests no. you at all no <laughs> can't then cancel it <laughs> I, I i'm excited for this game to come out someday just interest. to see what happens with it but uh, i kind of i i kind of agree with you guys i think prime four is out first just because i think this thing gets delayed again they delayed another game they didn't name it but the word is it's probably star wars outlaws that's most likely holiday 2024 now don't care oh so, so the game looks don't good care. it looks good so far <laughs> Uh, well, I, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Skull and Bones coming up, though. T- March 2024 at the latest. Mm-hmm. Everyone's excited. Oh, boy. Uh, the PS5 Slim. There's some controversy here. MVG was in the, in the middle of it, too, on Twitter. With this That's one. A piece of shit. <laughs> MVG always riling things up. People just trying to get a PS5 Slim. <laughs> but apparently, if you get the digital version... And then you go out and get the disk drive later. You have to activate the disk drive through the internet with a connection for the setup process. But John, it's only, a, it's only a one-time activation. Oh, okay, so okay, hold on. Matter. Hold on, let me play devil's advocate here. Uh-huh. Don't you need an internet connection just to play the digital edition? Maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> so what's the big deal? If you only have to do it, like, I, I can understand, like, 
you know, there could be linking issues and stuff like that. Okay, I'm not taking that into account. All I'm taking into account is that I need to connect it to the internet one time to to register it. I don't see why that's a big deal when I have to be online just to play the fucking thing anyway. We are at a point where a lot of disks call to a server to download anyway, so... Right, so, like, I, I, I don't see why... You know, is this a preservation thing? Because the preservation society will will figure that out, just like they've been doing a great job preserving all these other games that you and like magazines and crap, so you have access to them. But I, I just I don't really understand like why that's such a big deal. I think the reason why it, it does need a connection is to somehow, um, you know, personalize. I don't know what the right word is, but basically tie the drive drive to it you can't Mm -hmm. you can't just take it and then take it to someone else's house and use it there type of thing it wouldn't work that way which i get right because i think their biggest concern maybe is there is a a way for people to maybe rip discs at at this point because you know you can i talked about this like last week or the week before you can put some type of bus sniffer in between them and maybe you know stream all the data off of it and rip the discs or something so i think there's just a level of security they're adding there um for that so it's not really a big surprise that this has happened i just feel like it's interesting that it does require a connection when it's really just a disk drive right should be just a disk drive where you can just stick a disk in and just play off of it or install install the game shouldn't really require any type of connection Here's why I think it's interest. The whole thing's interesting, and you could make a case that it's a big deal, because I feel I feel like we've become very desensitized to DRM in general at at this time. Ten years ago, Don Matrick got thrown off stage because he wanted you to check in when you got your Xbox online. <laughs> Said, you know what, you get this Xbox One, you're online. That's the way it is, and if you don't like it, you get the 360, and that's just it. And I feel like ever since then, it's been a it's been a steady decline into just accepting the uh, the DRM, the digital side of things, always being connected, basically getting to the point where you're almost renting your system from these companies and they just control it. And that's I think that's the kind of the thing is we keep stepping further and further. And it just sounded weird when they go, hey, you bought this Blu-ray drive, but you have to check in with us before you can use it after you made the purchase. And it just seems weird. I think that's one of the things that's coming up is that slippery slope where one day you always are connected to the Internet. There is no there is no offline mode for a system when you buy it. No, I mean, we talked about this before. I mean, there's rumors that the next Xbox or the mid-gen refresh will be all digital. Mm -hmm. Um, Sony is definitely heading in that direction, as we've seen. You know, Nintendo will probably um, go another generation, maybe two potentially before they they go all digital um we'll have to see what what the future holds for the switch Two, of course but yeah i mean it's inevitable you know we're, we're all heading that way i'll be i'll be long uh retired by then john i won't care you'll be I'll long just, dead by then uh, i mean i might be i could be dead um but i'll be i'll be playing my uh i'll be playing my emulation box emulation box is that yep. checking into oh, the oh, server oh. too Windows no. got to make sure everything's cool. No, I'll just no. I better watch. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch Sean videos. Of, we can collab. Yeah, on your channel. Yeah. <laughs> I need the rub, buddy. I need the rub. <laughs> I uh, that that's uh, that's what I can think of. Sean is is that's the that's the issue. Is it it, it just slowly creeps into that. 
that control that DRM on the publisher side. I mean, I, I guess I guess my thing of it is, is like my OLED switch is mm-hmm. the the switch that I play the most and I never figured out how to transfer it to be my main. So every time I go to play a game, it needs That's to check true. for the server. So like if I'm at my grandma's house or something, I just connect it to my phone so that I can check the server. And it's like, thank you. I can go play my Sean, game. All, all you got to do is just go to the eShop and then go to the settings. And it's right there. No. No, you have to have the original switch to do it. That's the thing. And I don't know where that system is. No, you can you can you can alter the control to I don't I don't remember when I did mine because I switched mine to my OLED. I don't remember having to connect to like the other switch. To make it primary that. switch. Yeah, yeah like to make, make it your primary, primary switch. Yeah, no, primary I switch. I'm pretty sure you do because I think I looked into it one day because I was like, fuck this. I don't I don't feel like doing it. And it was like the steps that I saw online said that I had to um, go have my original switch and then transfer or some shit like that. It was Oh, to change the primary console for your Nintendo account, you will need to deregister your current primary console, then set the new primary console. There we go. Can you do that on the website though? Yeah, you can, you can, I think what you would need to do is that you would need to um, have the account. That was the primary account. If you have the primary account, it sh- I mean, it should. Hey, what do you mean? The, pri- the primary account's the same account. Okay, it says, yeah, diff- different. Like, I'm looking at it right now, and it says different, um, a different console's registered as your primary. So, yeah, you would absolutely, you would need to deregister that console. So, I remember then, this. Yeah. I remember this, actually, with... Um, mm-hmm. It was a different Nintendo. Pro- I'm trying to remember which system it was. We had to do this at the store one time where we called Nintendo and they were all mad, but they they figured it out. So you have to probably call Nintendo customer service on and be like, no, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do it this way. I'm just, I'm just saying, I think that's what DRM DRM and that digital futures is not even working. That's annoying though. I had to switch mine because I kept on doing that and I'm just like, this is annoying as hell. So I actually looked up how to do that. And like, once I did, I was like, okay, this is so much better because I don't have to worry about being connected to the internet just to play like a freaking game like a small little game like vampire survivors or something like that when i'm out you know uh some people are saying you know, that you don't have to uh to call them sean in the chat so some people are some people early. say you, know, you, you can, do uh, some people say you don't some people you say you call them and give them your social security number you lost nah, I, like I, I don't I, <laughs> it doesn't really bother me all that much because like i said i just i just tether my phone and then mm-hmm. i let it check in there but i was just saying like i'm, I'm used to it with that system because i've had it you know, ever since it came out. Uh, hey, hey, Don Matrick, head of his time. Visionary. Visionary. He was. He was the man. Can you imagine if Xbox is like, we're selling you the disk drive separately back then, and you have to check in with us when you get it online. Although you did have to connect to the internet to set up your system for the first time, and so many people were coming in to the to a store doing it. Eventually, we were just like, I, I think eventually one of the guys running the stores at the time was like, looked at the person that came in because they kept doing it. There's like 20 bucks. <laughs> I'm getting tired of this. And the person paid him. I was like, what? So it's, uh, hey, it's it got to the Xbox and activation service almost because so many people came in using the internet at the store to do it. It's like. <laughs> people like convenience. People don't want to mess around yeah. with setting shit up. They just want to play. 
So exactly, and that's why Sean telling people to go emulate stuff for the Metal Gear collection is just falls on deaf ears for so many people. You know, I don't want to do it. It's, it's easy. Just drop it in. I mean, no, so. but um, PS3 emulation super easy nowadays, and that you get the HD collection. You got a ROG ally. Hey, did you see the um, um, the Legion Go is gonna have like their own dedicated discounts for games? Yeah, it's interesting. We're starting to get to like their own little stores that'll come with these handhelds soon. Yeah, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Hmm. That could have been a topic you drug out for twenty minutes, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> does that well no here's the here's the question if they're doing that and we're getting to a point where some of these different handhelds are going to have their own stores does microsoft need to make the move and create the series h the handheld well but they can't be on if these handhelds are going to be using their own storefronts and and funneling people there instead of game pass or the xbox storefront Microsoft might need to make the move. Oh, they just keep buying companies and then just sell the games on all the storefronts. Okay. Who makes the hand- Asus? All right, get Asus in here. You're ours now. <laughs> we own this place. Didn't they partner with Razer or something on some handheld or something? Uh, Microsoft? Microsoft, yeah. did they, they, they've, they're trying to get in with a lot of these PC handhelds just in general, just like putting the Xbox logo on it and stuff. Uh, they did a lot. I remember Logitech, the G Cloud was one that they partnered with. And that's, that was just what I was thinking of. Having the app on it by default, yeah. yeah, But Microsoft might just need. I mean, who knows? In a fifteen years, they were talking about going ARM based. We might just have nothing but hybrid systems with how these chips are advancing right now. Everyone might have a hybrid system by then. Who knows? So let me go over to the super chats here. Spyro says, "Remember, for game of the year, it depends on what Jeff thinks." Well, to be fair to Jeff, apparently he uh, doesn't have a say in anything that's nominated. That's what he says. Dominion says, with so many platforms to play video games, it's a shame that the momentum for crossplay and cross save came to a screeching halt. As gamers who have several platforms, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, yeah, it's still it's still a toss up. Cross save, I think, would be awesome. I, I don't understand cross save. I know MVG's talked about it, we've, but that's the one that kind of gets me a bit is the cross save situation, like. I would like yeah. that to be better. That it's been it's been terrible. It's not been good. Yeah, the Xbox Play Anywhere is really nice for that right now. Like going from the ROG Ally to PC and back, or ROG mm-hmm. Ally to PC to Xbox. Like I see the the vision there, right? So if these third party companies just incorporate a cross save like uh, CD Pro or yeah, so with with Witcher three on the Switch, you can do that. You can go between your Switch and your PC. I know that. Uh, so if we just have more companies do that, I, I I think it's just the convenience is incredible then. So I that's what I'd like to see. Crossplay. Yeah, I mean, I know I, I see people turn off crossplay a lot actually online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crossplay, it's good for like small communities. Absolutely crossplay is like a must, right? If you're playing right. like Guilty Gear or something like that, then like, yeah, yeah. you want crossplay because it's not as many people are gonna buy that game. But. I don't want no goddamn crossplay with my fucking first person shooters. I'm not playing with no PC motherfuckers. Yeah. Close the borders. What? Yeah, I mean, the borders of crossplay. It's fine. I'm, cross I'm also sad when I see console symbols when I'm booting up Battlefield and my team. Fuck Sean's off. I don't want to play with you. against the, the hacking people. One yeah, time. they're all fucking hackers. Loading oh. a cheat engine. 
where it's called. Beatengines.cc. This guy thinks yeah. being able to spin 180 faster than a console yeah. controller can is a hack. It's fine. It is. <laughs> Got those wall to be stuff. fair, the PC gamers don't necessarily want to play with the we, Xbox we really gamers and Halo because the controller is that like snap too is ridiculous that's actually a thing as well in apex legends i think most pro teams require it or most of them say you want one console controller player because it's just too good in close combat because of the snap targeting yeah i mean it just turned the cross play. that's what i do I, I just if i'm i don't play online as much but if i am turning that cross play off uh, chris, when it comes to certain things chris says rip matthew perry yeah, I just I just saw this as we were I saw it in the chat. Uh, apparently, Matthew Perry passed away in an apparent drowning, and this yeah. was reported like an hour ago. Yep, very sad. Very sad. That's quite sad. He's fifty-four yeah. years old. Jeez, that's that's not old. So it's very unfortunate. But there might be some more stuff. So brace yourselves, guys. Yeah, it's still very early reporting. Yeah, um, with an apparent drowning. But yeah, that is that is that is quite sad. Quite sad. Joel says. Thoughts on Howard side mission on Spider-Man 2? Don't spoil it. I haven't played it yet. I'm not going to spoil it then. MVG is, I wouldn't do it anyway. That is, that's, that's a mission. Okay, so when you open up your map, you'll see it. I'll just say that. Uh, you know, it's, it, they have like the the blue Spider-Man symbols all the yeah, way around. Yeah, Those yeah, are yeah. side missions. The side uh, look mission. for the, I'm just going to say, look for the one that says Howard and go do it. Uh, it's, do you remember the pigeon stuff from the first game? That's, yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would I recommend going to do that. It's um it's one of the better side missions. It's one that people definitely are gonna remember. So I'll check it um, out. I recommend it. Yes, I do not want to spoil that for anyone because it is a it is a mission everyone should should experience on their own. Shut JT's, up. If you hey, if MVG see, didn't say if MVG didn't say don't no. spoil it, you'd have been like, well, here's what happens. No, when MVG <laughs> plays it, he's gonna know. He's gonna be like, okay, I get why. John didn't say anything about this because it's uh it's 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 one people should experience for themselves. Um, you too, Sean. When you when you get the game, it'll be there. It's one of the earlier side missions. That one, just okay. Just a spike. <laughs> Missing out. JT Bell says thanks for the content. Thank you, JT. Trevor says Nintendo's released twenty plus Mario Universe games on Switch. If you count all of the spinoffs with still a handful of Mario Universe games to come that we know of in the next 12 months or so. 20 plus yep. Mario Universe Switch. Kinda. Yeah, Nintendo seems to... Nintendo does like Mario. I mean, they do? I didn't notice. <laughs> been around Yeah, a they, they release a lot of Mario stuff. I think they released... Age. Didn't they have like a theme park based off of that too? I mean, that's crazy. Seems seems to work for them though. So that's that's that's. I'd say Mario is uh, paying the bills. So. Wasn't there a movie that was pretty big about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Blue Knight says, as someone who's stuck with N64 and GameCube during that time, I'm just glad to get Metal Gear something. Yeah. Yeah. GameCube, we got Twin Snakes. Yeah, Twin Snakes. Uh, yeah, I mean, snakes. was there was there Metal Gear on the N64? What was the Metal Gear game? Yeah, it's called uh, Winback. <laughs> yeah. oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, that's like that's like you're about to go to like a really nice restaurant and like you veer off and you go to like Denny's or something like that. What's wrong with a Grand Slam? Yeah, this guy's underestimating Denny's. Like really nice, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, what, can't. Oh, let's just go to Denny's instead. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan of Denny's. What the fuck is up, Denny's? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ocelot says it's illegal for Sony not to do that. By the way, yeah, people have been, say, people uh, have been okay. saying that, but I'm not so sure about that. He's talking about the of, connect to the online, yeah, thing. the D DMCA thing. I'm not sure about that one either, because usually you use DMCA 
law, like rules or laws to enforce certain things. And by the way, Sony loves to use DMCA stuff themselves to go after, after quote unquote pirates. They've been doing it for a long time since the, I think 98 is like when that came into law. And if you search, there's a whole, by the way, there's a whole website that's dedicated to just pointing out the companies who abuse DMCA stuff. Con- do the, do the control F for fine Sony. 73 times is in there. Well, that's because uh, the, you could, you could hack the, the PS1 back in the day. That's in there. You're right. Mm-hmm. That is Pecker Dupree had one. His uh, oh. brother-in-law in Georgia knew how to hack systems. So we hacked, he hacked his, and then we would just like burn games onto a disc bleemcast <laughs> bleem no bleemcast was different bleemcast was to play tekken 3 uh gran turismo 2 and metal gear solid on the dreamcast it's fucking awesome too that's how i played all of gran turismo 2 was on the dreamcast via bleemcast yeah sony didn't like that either yeah they're yeah. fucking stupid but yeah the, the thing that's funny about that is people keep citing that when sony was like one of the main companies that lobbied for it in the first place so it's like what are we supposed to do Every three or four years, it comes up again, but there's, you can't change laws. What are we going to Can't do anything about it? Oh, well, so we'll have to abide by the laws that we set or help lobby for 20 some odd years ago. <laughs> so. Bat says, do you guys think Rayman will come back? Yes. Uh, yes. Rayman was in the, the new uh, the new show. I'm saying yes, just to will it into existence. We need an M rated Rayman. Okay. Rayman's come violent back, Rayman. Hey, did you see the show? Did you see the new show? He he must have been he must have been listening to Sean or something. What are you talking about? What new sh- there's a Rayman show? You didn't see oh okay. Interesting. Sean has not seen it. Okay, it's on Netflix. I didn't know that was a Rayman it's the, show. It's the it's uh, no, it's the um it the called Ubisoft Everybody loves Rayman. Addy Shankar uh Power hour, anime like cartoon whatever and uh they use a lot of ubisoft uh, a lot of ubisoft uh intellectual properties and characters so like beyond good and evils in there for example one of them is rayman and rayman is like a drug addicted crime lord or something hold someone's head under the water let the bubbles all stop like, <laughs> there's it's it's ridiculous but i saw this and i'm like you know, we do need a mature rated Rayman game. They're right. It is. It's, it is it's very not 2003 anymore, John. I don't need Shadow the Hedgehog and True Crime Streets of New York. We don't need like, uh, yeah, we don't need Rayman holding like a gun, like a mafia member yeah. or something like that. Like Gats. Why not? You want you want Ubisoft to go out of business faster with uh, between Skull and Bones and that. You're on a fast track. I think boy. you'll have a new appreciation for Rayman after you watch it. I have an appreciation <laughs> for Rayman and I don't want to ruin it with this tomfoolery. I think we need it. I'd appreciate them more if they make a new game. I'll I see if I can game. find the there's like images and stuff. With some they'll, of the scenes. They'll put them funny. in skull and bones. It'll be great. <laughs> X uh, X era says, uh, guys, guys about brand bias. Awada cut his own pay as heart was a gamer. Uh, golf eater Easter egg. Sorry, but Nintendo has heart. Sean, you emulate though. Mm-hmm. Is that Mr. Davis? Was that a uh, Mr. No, Davis? X Era 404. Oh, I know him. What was reading? Did you mess it up or is he? Yeah, drunk? like that was. No, that's how I read it. Guys, comma, about, about brand bias, comma. Awada cut his own pay, comma. In his heart, he was a gamer, comma. Mm-hmm. Golf eater egg. I think it's supposed to be Easter egg, but they said eater egg, so I'm reading it literally. Okay, the golf eater egg, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, but period. Nintendo has heart, Sean. Exclamation point. All caps for Sean. You emulate, though, using the letter U instead of Y-O-U. No, no, no punctuation. I, I emulate because a lot of these games are not available to play on the current platform, and I can't buy them right now and give Nintendo money. I can't buy a GameCube game and give Nintendo money. It would be going to a third-party seller. So Nintendo sees none of that profit anyways. Now, if they change that, then sure, I, you would have some, some sort of a case, but... Yeah. This is from John Rathburn, who says, RGT85, that handheld wood grain emulation handheld, did it run PS2 and GameCube smoothly? Was thinking of getting it for Christmas. So, it... Twilight Princess, I played, and it ran pretty much perfect. Um... Wind Waker was almost perfect. Um, PS2 Kingdom Hearts was really good. Um, I tried God of War 2 after the fact, and that was kind of jank. So it kind of is your mileage is going to vary. But what ends up happening with these systems is people end up making. I wanted to add some more PS2 games, but for whatever fucking reason, um, is this the one? No, I, I took out the the micro SD card. And I put it in a, a micro SD card reader and it won't bring up the fucking files on my computer. And it, it's been driving me nuts. It's probably um, running Linux. That's why. Yeah. But how am I supposed to add games to it then? I I don't know. Are you, are you supposed to be able to, or like, is it advertised that you can add games to it? No, but I mean, it's just a, it's just ROMs and emulators on the system. Yeah. If, but you know, formatting is always, it's big. running Linux. It's running a different file system. That's why. Huh. There's probably a way to mount it, like with a, a tool or an app or something, but your, your standard Windows tools probably won't see the drive. Okay, so if I can't add games to it, then I would get something else. If I can add games to it, then I would. So I'm going to have to get back with you on that. I'll have to do some research. Okay. Let me go over to... Oh, I also I put uh, the screenshots from the Netflix show in the, in the chat. I'm not... Uh let's see there you got that let's do the sony it was a horse you do the There's tournament guidelines for nintendo adam 23's or a 22's girlfriend getting plowed adam 23 <laughs> what <laughs> uh what what is what in the what is this what is, is this screenshots furry? from the these are screenshots from the the show with i'm not watching man it. going on like a binge <laughs> i'm not watching this goddamn show oh you're out of your mind Let's talk about let's talk about Sony because I feel like everyone's kind of been mentioning Sony in some regard when it comes to either PlayStation Plus prices going up, 2024 outlook. There's been a, a lot of stuff happening right now, and then we're hearing about things behind the scenes. Jim Ryan is retiring uh, starting well next year, and now there was this report that's come out that Sony has actually confirmed themselves in a statement to axios which axios apparently had to ask for the statement like sony wasn't necessarily just going to put it out there but connie booth is out at sony and this came back and this can't this comes back to david jaffe who had reported on it earlier in the week i think on like monday and he then came back and said that she was fired not necessarily like she you think okay she's been there for 34 years since before sony had PlayStation or like had a PlayStation system. And 
you figure she might want to retire. Apparently there was something else that was going on and she was basically just ousted. She's out. Um, which is interesting because there was also stuff about Herman Holst talked about in there. Although I think the person, I think the person that had conveyed this information to Jaffe wasn't a fan of Herman Holst. So I, I feel like there might've been kind of a slant in that direction because he said that he was in favor of shutting down the Japan studio stuff and was not the biggest fan of him. I'll, I'll say, um, but the other part is that they're not happy with developers that this person has relation to was not happy with games and service direction. And we heard about that with Jason Schreier as well in his report. So this, that's not the first time, but he says some wild stuff. Sean Layden was brought up as being escorted out. I don't, it sounds like there's just, I don't say turmoil, but a, a shift going on within Sony right now in the, going into the second half of the PS five. And uh, right now you've brought this up a couple times, Sean, What's what's happening in 2024 and beyond? Um, Helldivers 2. Shut up. We're in. <laughs> Jade Raymond's game. We think. <laughs> Fair games. No, hold on. Somebody just gave me a, a good idea to just connect it directly to the... Uh, where the fuck is it? Um, No, I think Sony's in a very strange state right now, and they're supposedly... That's not it. Um, supposedly some of oh, it's down there. Um, supposedly some of the stuff involved the games as a service initiative, and now they're having cold feet about it. Like it just seems like a company that kind of is lacking a direction right now. And I've kind of said stuff like that throughout the course of the year. Like it just it doesn't seem like there's a, a very firm direction. And I don't know how you fix that in a quick manner when, you know, the industry doesn't stop for the industry didn't stop for a fucking pandemic. Like they're not going to allow you to, you know, get your shit together. Like, look at how much stuff they've just been sort of throwing out there. Like you have the portal, you have PSVR two. Where's the support? Where's the PSVR two stuff? Like seriously, where where is it? Why did it? Why did I buy this? Like I I bought it. I played Gran Turismo. I played Star Wars, which is already an available game. It's like, what what are you focusing on right now? What what is what is your main focus? And I I don't know that anyone has that answer. Uh, OJ's OJ's making a point right now. I can see it. Mic's muted for some reason. There you go. Um, <laughs> I don't know why my mic's my bad guys. Um, I think. Sony stretched themselves a bit thin, which we talked about before. There's like too much kind of going on. All the virtual, you know, the VR stuff, you know, and now they got the portal stuff. They've got so much stuff that's going on. I don't know. Somebody made a post the other day and they showed like, oh, look at all the games that they've had, like nine games, like big games, like in like three, three years plus. And I'm like, is that supposed to be good now? Like, I, I thought we can get, you know, more than that, but they're spending money. Yeah, on this VR. year they had Spider-Man 2. Horizon Call of the Mountain and it's not even a big game. And that's not a MLB the MLB the show. Yeah, those, MLB, I mean, those are just, those are just the games they produced. Yeah, yeah, those are just the games they produced this year. You know, yeah. and it's just like, where is the you know where's the games at in terms of like the consistency, you know? And I hate to bring it up again, but that's like you know like when you get rid of stuff like Japan Studio, some of that variety just gets like locked out. Some of that creativity just gets locked out. And yeah, I get it. Maybe their games don't sell a bazillion units, but at the same time, it's still your first studio that you had, and they still could have helped out 
in terms of getting some games, getting some stuff for people to play. Like a gravity rush this year would have been incredible. You know, like something like that would have been dope. And you don't have to spend like what you spend on a God of War. I get, like, I'm not trying to count their pockets that much. I get it. It costs money. But still, like that could have been really too. If you yeah. get games out in three years, then also still have your six year quadruple A titles. Yeah. That that seems like a good mix. Japan Studio would have been great. I think they would have been great if they were given the opportunity. They would have been great in the PS5 era. Like, I, I, I really think that they could have turned some things around. And I know that they got time to do that. But now with the rumors that are coming out, like. There were certain people that really wanted to just bury, you know, their Japanese developers. It 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 almost seems like it was a bit more malicious than what it turned out. Like, you know, at first it was like, oh, it's just, you know, the money's not there. But it seems like there were people that were legitimately saying, screw it, you know, based off the rumors, based off the rumors. So I don't know. That's I mean, just... I, that I can kind of believe that if you're Naughty Dog and you're used to the narrative driven single player, very controlled experience and they go, OK, now make a destiny. And then you feel like you did, and then Bungie uh, reportedly tells you to reportedly tells you to uh, to take it back to the to the oven, and then they basically then throw it in the freezer. I mean, I could see how you might be a little frustrated with that. Just again, according to the the reporting from earlier this week, with Connie Booth being out and all of that other information, at least that being corroborated. Um, what it what was your uh, were, you, were you saying something, Jay? No, I was thinking. Okay, I was just thinking about Japan Studios and like if we had like a new Freedom Wars or something like that, like in between, like that just would have been would have been cool, man. I mean, they would've don't even been cool. they don't even have to just dip into the IPs they make. I mean, a lot of this is about creating new stuff that maybe takes mm -hmm. off and then just go forward mm -hmm. from there, which Japan Studio is fantastic for. Yeah, but I'm thinking think about like Gravity Rush. <laughs> like, I'm still Wait. thinking about how cool Gravity Rush would have been, like on PS5. Like how cool that would have been, like to to make like a double A Gravity Rush or to make it whatever, just make it a bit better than what you had on PS4. It doesn't have to be, you know. So I don't know. That's just that stuff gets me a little upset when I think about all this. You know what's going on? It's like, damn, that's a lot. Of, it seems like a lot of time, a lot of money being wasted on stuff that's not gonna happen, right? Or stuff that's so up in the air. Like all these. What do you think about this uh, MVG? Uh. I think there's two separate things going on here that we're maybe trying to bucket into one thing, and that is like Sony is in a bad place right now. First of all, Sony is not in a bad place right now. They just released one of the biggest games of the year, right? Mm -hmm. They're just selling a lot of units, right? This Spider-Man 2 is going to crush it, right? We know mm -hmm. it's going to it's going to do very very well. So, yep. I think I don't, I don't think there's any cause for alarm bells or any concern. With that said, I I also feel like insomniac is carrying the playstation 5 oh they absolutely are in the same way as rare was carrying the n64 for a while i mean it, there's definitely shades of you know insomniac is just going to basically be the the studio of the generation for ps5 right um you know that we've we already know there's another game coming out there's they're teasing other things, Spider-Man 3. Um, so, you know, Insomniac is just killing it right now. You but know what, real quick, MVG, before you go on the next one, you know what's interesting? You bring up Insomniac. The thing that I noticed with them is we always ha we get a game from them, and then we're always talking about the next thing they're doing. Like, they have this kind of set up really well, whereas everything else at Sony, we're like, what What are they doing? What are they doing? Like, like I, obviously, they're working on something, but I don't know. Insomniac has this cadence that's seems like weird at this time for sony based on what we're getting from the yeah. studios go, go on I, yeah I, I think the connie booth thing it's very very hard to actually comment on uh number mm. one let's let's be real no mm -hmm. one knew who connie booth was 
on Monday. Until... I was a big Connie Booth fan. No, you weren't. You had no <laughs> idea who Connie Booth was, right? Camera like, comes on, he's got the um, T-shirt. And, and all of a sudden, we're talking about Connie Booth like everyone knows who she is. Like, she she was an industry Connie. industry icon, but didn't really have a, a public presence, right? Just kind of sat in the background, you know, producing, making all these moves on games, and, and has had a long, long career at Sony. Yep. So it's very hard to comment as to why things are happening the way they are um, without really knowing what's going on. Yeah, we can sit here and speculate. Um, I personally feel like Sony is, I, I feel like, um, you know, there's there's obviously a struggle, right, with with maybe some of the direction uh, that some of the higher-ups, you know, want to take the company, um, some of their, you know, the way that they kind of feel like Sony will be successful going forward in the next 10 years. Um, is is based on you know what they think is going to be the right thing, but uh, other than that, I can't really sit here and, and tell you number one why um, you know Connie Booth was fired. Just in the same way as Sean Layden, which by the way, Sean Layden was five years ago. I don't know why we're still talking about him like it was you know yesterday. I it's think been a it long came time. up because people are still wondering what happened with like everyone's kind of just like what happened there. Like we've never got any kind of story and in, in the we, internet age where data flies everywhere you feel like someone would have said something and you probably will never know we'll probably never know why connie booth was fired right from the company first of all mm. was it confirmed that she was actually fired from the company do we know He's, that J david jaffe is saying multiple people told him she was fired and that mm -hmm. people who were i guess underneath of her uh are also gone but he also he gave a reason as to why and he he seemed to think that it had to do with the last of us being shelved and not in the state they need it to and her not necessarily lining up with the games as a service model they're pushing right now i mean that that could well be the case but you also have to remember she's been at the company for like what 20 something years right 30 or, 34 like, years 30 like since yeah. the beginning so you know people just don't get fired that that have literally been at the company for that long even on on you know a couple of bad decisions that potentially um have been made so I think we don't really know what what's happening here. Um, we can speculate. We can we can you know make some some something that sounds reasonable, uh, but just in the same way as we don't know what what the real story of Jim Ryan is. I think he just retired because you know he's 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 done. He doesn't really. I think want you're to, right about that. I don't think he wants. Yeah. He's done. I don't think he wants to oversee another console generation. I don't blame him. Um, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever really know what, what the real story is. I think the best way to um, make a informed decision is just to keep your eye on Sony for the next 12 months, because I think you're right. Like 2024 is going to be a, a big year for Sony, um, whether that is their absence of games, which is going to be very, very telling, or they basically are just lining up some more releases for next year. And, and, you know, Spider-Man 2 will carry them through this year, which it absolutely will, because like I mm -hmm. said, it's it's selling a lot and it's uh, it's a very good game. So I think you make a lot of I think you make a case that Sony is is still riding like high right now off of the PS4 momentum, even and the brand loyalty they built up that generation with the digital libraries really taking over. And I, that's the thing I'm curious about, Imagee, as you mentioned, what because we're about to go into the second half of these consoles live if we believe they are basically going to be succeeded in uh, 2028. We're getting there. So now is about the time when Sony would say, OK, here's the roadmap for the next three to four years. Yes, they announced games that early. We, we know it. All these companies do. But 
that that's kind of the thing. Insomniac, we mentioned, has been doing that pretty consistently for this generation. It's like, okay, here's Spider-Man. You know Ratchet and Clank's coming. Okay, Ratchet and Clank's here. You know Spider-Man's coming. Okay, now Wolverine's coming. And apparently they're working on a multiplayer game as well. So I, Insomniac's just rolling. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what Naughty Dog's doing right now. I don't know what Sony Santa Monica's doing right now. I don't know what Sucker Punch is doing right now. I don't know what Team Asobi's doing right now. And it, like, the list kind of goes on from there. That's, to me, where it lines up for some kind of big show at the beginning of 2024, a showcase to, to finally say, okay, here, here's what we're doing. Here's our third-party partnerships. Here's our first-party stuff. You should be good for two big releases over the next four years. I think it's important to remember that these other studios, the uh, the Naughty Dogs and, and the bigger studios, you know, we already know that games take five, and six, five to six mm-hmm. years to make. So, you know, just because insomniac is you know is like spitting out games every year or every two years um we kind of talked about this i think a couple of weeks ago where i said that you know a game like spider-man 2 yeah it's a it's a smaller game it's you know it's only what 15 hours or something um Mm -hmm. and there was some discussion whether it should be should be more i think you can't have it both ways if you want insomniac to kind of produce a game every year or every two years then that's what you should expect from them you should expect a smaller you know, single player experience that you can beat in 15 hours, but these bigger games, these more ambitious titles, the last of us games, these kind of more cinematic quality style games that have, you know, 30 hours of gameplay and all these things thrown into the mix as well. These games are going to take a long, long time. So um, like I said, just because, you know, Sony is quiet right now, or, you know, we're not really sure what their moves are. um, Doesn't mean they won't hit us with some announcements, but like I said, 2024 is probably going to be their biggest biggest year for Sony for a long, long time, to be honest. Like, I think next year will definitely be very telling to see what, what they have for us or what they don't have for us. Yeah, that that's that's kind of my thought process, too. Here, here's the interesting thing I'm looking at. I've been looking at 2023, and I kind of think there's a game missing. That, that's, mm. that's been my thought. I, I feel like there was a game that was supposed to come out this year, and it didn't. And I... I think that might be why it well i i kind of wonder if that last of us multiplayer was supposed to come out this year you're saying that there was a game for this year that they kind of bumped out or is is, has gone missing i mean i feel like there is yeah there's all sorts of rumors right like um what about you know the next ghost of tsushima game or something like that right i mean it could be anything i do i do agree with you though i do feel like maybe there was something more this year that they were hoping to get but they weren't in a spot to, you know, to obviously announce it. Um, or maybe they didn't have to announce it because it was never revealed in the first place. So uh, I don't know. Um, but I do think next year they'll they'll have, uh, hopefully they'll have some some bigger announcements. Yeah. Well, like Deviation, I don't know what happened there, but funding definitely got cut because they let off half their studio. And it, there was a project with Sony. And I assume maybe Bungie was like, mm, I don't know about this one. And then the same thing happened with Last of Us. We watched Sega cancel hyenas at the finish line mm. like it, it and apparently and that, news that came out a really good game too everyone was really looking forward to hyenas <laughs> you know news came out that's apparently one of the most expensive games sega's made was hyenas i mean fuck of course it, it was. didn't come out it's hyenas that's, dude people played the game like it was in, it was in beta like it, it's it's so weird there's like nah cancel this it's that not was, happening I was trying to get in on the beta, but there was there were so many people that were like, bro, uh-huh. <laughs> it's hyenas. Um, I do want to say one thing really quick that's uh-huh. completely off topic. Anthony 
um, Thacker, whatever his name mm-hmm. was, said is there a way to connect the wood grain handheld to your computer and there actually was i was just i wasn't thinking because it was a usb c to usb power connector so i wasn't thinking of using that and when i did that i can now access it so i'm adding some more games as we speak right now to test them out oh okay good job keep us posted keep us posted that that that's kind of where i am right now with sony they they've they've done well they've sold 40 some odd million units of a 500 hundred dollar box and at this point, they're probably the only company that can do it at that clip now. So what do they what do they have for the next five years? So I I have no problem at this point. Sony announcing something that's not for three years just to show that they have that single player narrative driven experience still at their forefront rather than here's Marathon, here's Concord, here's Fair Games. So need some some confidence in there. What about Rebirth? We're not counting Rebirth as a as a game or Final Fantasy. I mean, it's it's Square. Uh, I mean, technically they're going around and yeah, I guess that's exclusive. It's uh, it's that strategy of of doing the timed exclusivity stuff on these games. I mean, it works obviously. It's not really timed exclusivity when it doesn't come out on anything else, though. I mean, I mean, Final Fantasy 16 is going to be on PC soon. PC. Uh, Seven remake is on PC now. I assume Rebirth will be on PC. What a year later or something. But Maybe technically, you're right. They lock it down. So lock down. Yeah, I, mean, I was it, thinking it, more Sony's first party stuff. Go to OJ. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, Square Enix. I mean, I, I guess. But it just seems like more like Square Enix kind of doing the work. I, but I know that with Final Fantasy 16, Sony did help. Like Sony did help develop the game. So, I mean, there is mm-hmm. that. We also have Death Stranding 2 coming up. As, I think that's next year. I would be surprised if that's not a 2024 game. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the next. Uh, you don't think so? When do you think it's coming out? Do you think it's 2025? Thank you. Maybe. Yeah, I think 2025, John. Okay. Okay. Clip I wasn't it. sure if that was they're going to get that out as a holiday 2024 release. Although when did I, you know, I, when did the, when did that Stranding 1 come out? Was that, was that 2019 or 2020? 2019. 19. Five years. <laughs> they can get, they can get. That Stranding drops and a pandemic hits. Coincidence? I think not. Hmm. Well, Death Stranding 2 is, uh, you had to rewrite it apparently. So, question yeah, is, should we have connected maybe. it at all? Mm. Maybe this one will be sensical. No, oh, gosh. No, it's, of course it won't be. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a giant game of Tetris. It'll be great. <laughs> maybe you'll play this. You have one, to Sean. pee on the blocks. I, I, John, I played for like 15 plus hours of the fucking game. Oh, you're almost halfway done. Yeah, that's it. I'm good. See you later. <laughs> no more. No more. He's out. Well, hey, you know what? You gave it a shot. I'll give you that. You gave it a fair shot. Then if I gave it a very shot. fair shot. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, let me let me go over to some of the super chats here. This is from. Okay, this is from CJ. It says thoughts on Xbox blocking third party controllers. Is that true? I. Don't know. I just read it here on Block YouTube. Them all. Thoughts on Xbox blocking third party? I have not heard that. That's so we'll look into that right, right now. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Like, I'm thinking about Fuck like Mad Cats, FGC, fighting game people. They got all sorts of adapters and all sorts of arcade sticks. Need to check into that. Uh, Xbox. Okay, here Xbox will start banning unofficial third party controllers in November. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Time. Mm, look into that. Let's be real. It needed to be done. <laughs> Chris says, in my opinion, I still think the best is yet to come is one of the best songs for a video game ever. It's an absolute banger. Thanks again for all you guys do. I'm not going to argue with that. I think it's a very good song. Hulk Hogan says, shout out to Evan, MVG, RGT, and John. See, you thought that was me. It's not me. I wouldn't give uh-huh. you money. Fuck you. Uh-huh. I would never give you Thanks. money. Thanks, Sean. It wasn't me. <laughs> 100% Sean. Uh, okay. O- Oak City says, access keepers. Hi. Hope you don't hate me for this. X era 404 the number of messages here says i also emulate but i teared up about matthew perry then realized i tear up about a lot every time i think about him the breath of the wild easter okay got easter egg right this time the heart of that man and the that company amazing who has that then shadow says back then sony made commercial dev tools and discs to the public like the ps1 and make small indie games and be part in the indie scene in some way talking about the net Yerose. there it is there it is. X era says, thanks for remembering me, Sean. That's why we love you. Jono. What's up, son? No problem. X era then also says you guys watch WAN show. I wish they leave gaming to Spawncast. MVG metal warriors remake. John knows me now. Okay. Does he yep. Know? Come on. <laughs> Lucio says, had dinner with him. Lucio says, Sony not making more real exclusives is a down for me. Why have a PS five instead of PC and wait a couple of months for release? I sold it a couple of months ago, just playing on my deck and switch. Jorge says, it's so weird that I'm more concerned about Sony's output than Nintendo's when Nintendo is going into 2024 with a potential new console as Nintendo's at like the, the twilight years of the switch and they're still dropping games all over the place. It's a twilight zone. Samuel says, uh, RGT. Can we get a Kong update game of the year sleeper? Fuck that game. How much time did you actually put in that thing? Yeah. How much time did you actually put into that? Too long. Anything above five minutes is a waste of your... Like the... the, the, Oh, God. It's it's so bad. It's so stupid. (laughs) Uh, Why did you have to play that anyway? Was it just a light goal in a video? Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not going to complain about that. But... um, Yeah, it was uh, pretty shitty. Nintendo... Okay, this is this is the esports stuff. I got uh, Evan and OJ queued up, I'm sure, for this one. But Nintendo posted new tournament guidelines and some content guidelines too. But the tournament ones definitely caught a lot of backlash, a lot of interest online around this stuff. Where Nintendo uh, definitely elaborated a lot more on what you have to do, I guess, to get a license for tournaments, and this included number of people who could participate. Apparently, food and drink sales. Mm-hmm. different controllers you're allowed to use or not allowed to use. It was very, we'll say heavy handed and people were not thrilled about this as someone who's not really into the competitive scene, whether it's smash or Mario Kart or Splatoon. I'm unaware of how these things were run before. Oh. So <laughs> I will, I will let OJ explain if these rules are bad. All I ever see with smash is clips of someone getting a crab thrown on them on Twitter and things like that so it's the wild west like there's there's a party going over there so yeah so throughout the years of smash just to make a long story short there's obviously been a lot of contention between the community and and nintendo 
there's been people that have been outstanding and been awesome then there's been a lot of people who have been not so awesome in running their tournaments how they're doing things scamming not scamming blah 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 whatever the case is so essentially we know that all the stuff that happened the the whole move the whole situation that happened a few years ago there's a lot of top players that were outed for this and that at these tournaments with children or minors there so essentially what this does is that this brings together a uniform guidelines for not for profit right so just random tournament you want to stream and get entries it brings together a standard for that and if you want to do a bigger tournament outside of all the guidelines you get a license for it now how do you get a license for it well you ask them for it now we've already seen some major japanese tournaments already ask for a license and they got one quickly so it seems like that process isn't going to be too bad if you're running a major tournament but a lot of the stuff that's in there is um, I watched the lawyer talk about it because I wasn't reading all that shit. So I watched the lawyer talk about it and he broke down every every single thing. And essentially what it does, like I said, it brings it to a standard to where everybody kind of knows the rules. So it doesn't seem like if there is an issue, it doesn't seem like Nintendo's randomly lashing out at one tournament and then not the other because there's been so many problems like but sometimes people saying charity tournament and they're not actually giving all the money to charity or sometimes they're saying hey we're going to do this and they end up charging people way too money and then they end up running off with their money i mean there's been issues all over the place so everybody has a rule rules i think it's a little bit heavy-handed and a lot of the stuff i agree with that there's a lot of stuff in there that i'm just kind of like whoa seems a bit much but essentially it makes it a standard so therefore you are everybody follows these rules and hopefully Hopefully, it can bring in the advertisers for the major tournaments because you know that you're following a set guideline of rules. I think Capcom and other companies have somewhat similar rules, maybe not as heavy-handed on the non-for-profit ones, but very similar when it comes to for the big tournaments. So essentially, that's what's there. But the problem is that where there's issues is that it doesn't allow like modified software, right, or hardware. So Slippy, right. that is a online, you know, rollback netcode built for super smash brothers melee nintendo does not offer super smash brothers melee for online play or anything so hungry box runs a big tournament called coin box and it has melee there and obviously it makes them a lot of money and other people run tournaments with slippy as well so that's where there's some contention where people are getting kind of crazy or getting angry about or just simply just you know putting all these restrictions on people running these tournaments um in terms of what they can do uh the food and drink stuff I don't have to go too much further, but there's been issues with alcohol and minors. Okay. So, oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. So I at certain, this, yeah. saying, is this a, is, is a lot of this in response to Nintendo just being concerned about the stuff oh. that goes on at these tournaments? Cause I, I, sometimes I'll see stuff trend on Twitter and it sounds crazy. And then it somehow ends up being linked to a smash brothers tournament. I don't know how, but it always comes back to smash. Somehow. Yeah. It, it's, it's between that. And then a little bit ago, there was a tournament. Uh, there was a company called Panda global and they were in the scene for a long time. They had a, a bunch of people that were in the scene and essentially they finally got, they got with Nintendo to make like a big licensed circuit. And there was a bunch of infighting with other people that run tournaments and everything. But essentially the community turned on Panda and essentially just shut them down. Just said, we're not gonna support you. We're not gonna go to your tournaments. We're not gonna do this. Even though they knew that they have a circuit with Nintendo. That right there, I think probably was like the final straw for them. Mm -hmm. just because they did a circuit with Nintendo. They were going to have one and the community said, screw that. We're not, you know, and it was based off of somewhat inaccurate lies in terms of what happened. Like a lot of people that were very innocent in that lost their job, lost their sponsorships. Like the community can be ruthless at times. If they feel there's even the slightest bit 
of of problems right so i think that was probably nintendo's last draw like you're not going to run our game like like you can't shut down and turn down a whole company that we just decided to run a circuit with we're not going to allow you guys to do this so we're gonna we're just going to come heavy-handed with this so i hope i personally hope that what this does is that it makes a standard to where people can follow it and then it can get bigger sponsors because sponsors want to see that it's officially licensed right so this can help with sponsors in the future and it can keep people on their best behavior at these tournaments now that there are quite a number of guidelines like i said a little heavy-handed don't agree with all of it but i'm just hoping that it keeps obviously minors safe and it can get more sponsors attracted because they are getting major licenses and it can be like official with rule sets and things like that so yeah okay. that's what i know at least that's what i that's, that's my opinion okay Evan, is, is any of this stuff normal, do you know, for the tournament scene? Uh, I mean, just generally in tournament. I mean, this is just Nintendo hating kind of a lot of their tournament scenes because that is reflective oh. on them. When their game's behind people being absolute assholes or idiots, it just makes it look bad. So, I mean, it's just them tightening the chain. Because, I mean, I think it's I think uh, tournament rules were worse for, like, League of Legends and stuff. Like, those guys were super strict on rules. Oh, okay. Very strict. Uh the, even some of the major streamers like they would just completely kick them out of that whole scene for even saying something wrong on a stream once like i mean it, it's it's companies wanting to protect their brand that's all it is yeah i was gonna say the same thing i mean i i don't really know much about it but i do know what what's happened with the smash community over the years and i think at the end of the day nintendo is just trying to cover their own ass on yeah. this you know which, which and they should they should absolutely do that so what would you do? To, what do these companies do tournaments for? Mostly for exposure of like a brand or a game or or anything. They're building a community. What like the companies running? The idea. The companies running. Yeah, the yeah. Just try to get excitement around these these titles. Because at that point, I feel like Nintendo just weighs the options. Is like they don't really need this. Mm -mm. So, yeah, there's there's back the way. yeah. Well, there, there's ways of making money off of it, but it, it's so much yeah. work. Yeah, it's true. so yeah. much work. It, I feel like Nintendo just doesn't want to deal with it. No, they do not. <laughs> most of the people at grassroots, if you're talking grassroots, most of the tournaments make almost no money. They, yeah. make, they either break even or they make almost no money. Most of them just do it just because they love Super Smash Brothers. They like the like the aspect, like the whole community surrounding it. Like that, that's the reason why it's done. Um, even like the biggest tournaments, like Ludwig, he's you know he's big guy on YouTube, multimillionaire. Like his tournaments don't make any money. He ends up just donating essentially money for the community because that's the community he 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 you know that made him all of his money. You know, so I mean that's essentially there. Most people don't make anything. I mean some do, maybe Genesis. There's certain big tournaments that do, but most of them just do it because they love they love the game. That said, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think Nintendo's gonna come and overturn tables in like a small tournament that you hold in like your local high school or something. They, they, <laughs> I don't I, think that's it, gonna happen. But. It's more for like the televised stuff or the stream yeah. stuff is my thing. Yeah. Cause yeah, if, if that goes wrong on stream, they will. If it's like, just your own personal tournament that you're running, it's irrelevant. It's if you're taking like entry fees, right? Cause they specifically mentioned on there, you know, you can't charge this much. Like, you, no, you can't charge people a hundred dollars to get into your tournament. Like if it's like a small tournament, no, it's gotta be like 20 bucks. Like, so they, you know, they're, they're putting those type of restrictions on there. So if it's not a for-profit or big tournament, it's gotta be small scale. It's gonna be like only 200 people or stuff like that, right? If you want it to be bigger, you need to get a license for it. Cause then if it's bigger, then we need to see what you're doing. Where's the money going, mm. you know? So things like that. So yeah, it, it's obviously covering their butt, but at the same time, like I said, a little bit heavy handed with some of the stuff. 
Um, it's going to be interesting to see if they can even enforce all of this, though. <laughs> like, like enforcing all of this, especially for the smaller tournaments. I mean, that's probably not going to be feasible. I wanted to bring this up because it was a it was definitely something that was kind of at a left field. It's it has to do with Microsoft in Brazil, mm. where they've raised the Xbox Series S price to roughly seven hundred and seventeen dollars after conversion for currency uh, in Brazil. And it's now the same price as the PS5 digital. So it's my understanding the systems, for example, are more expensive in Brazil because of the fees and taxes and other things placed on it for imports. Like they're, they're significantly higher. The PS4 went through this actually too, uh, but the, it's very weird because the Series S is as much as the PS5 all digital now, and Microsoft really hasn't commented on it other than just say, "Yeah, we we've raised it to that amount." So it was it, it got a reaction online because it's it sounds ridiculous an Xbox Series S for over seven hundred US dollars basically. Um, but I, I don't know what happened there. Why it's the same price now as the PS5 digital, but figured I'd bring it up since it was, uh, it was something that closed out the week and was a lot of conversation. Um, and were you, were you, you, you want to, you had a comment on that OJ? No, I'm stupid. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, okay. The, the other thing I wanted to bring up here is Capcom because they, have reiterated that they are indeed going to release a game in the next five months that is going to be selling millions and millions of copies. So this game apparently is still slated for uh, the latest March 31st, 2024, the end of this fiscal year. It has not been announced yet. This Dragon, game. Dogma, Dragon's Dogma 2? We don't it's know. Not, no, they, they, said it's, they said it's not announced yet. It's unannounced still. And they, I think they were kind of pressed on this to see if it was like the Ubisoft situation where they just pushed. We think Star Wars Outlaws like, ah, it's coming out next year now. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Capcom was like, no, nah, it's still coming. It's Monster still happening. Hunter. Monster Hunter. So whatever it is. I would think it's Monster Hunter. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, is it's Monster Hunter. It just seems weird because okay so this game is getting revealed and then it's immediately going to come out two or three months later what if they just drop resident evil 9 on us no way oh yeah oh they could drop mega man x9 that's a major title that's not a (laughs) six hey mega man uh mega man 11 did fine did well enough sold like what one and a half million copies yeah almost multi Almost there. What was the exact quote they had on this thing? Uh, no, it just says it just says major unannounced. It'll sell it, millions. It's, it's got to be Monster Hunter. The lot, you know, it, it, just, it just does. It just needs to be Monster Hunter. So Monster Hunter has its twentieth anniversary, right? That is that's next year, I think. There should be a countdown for this thing. I think it's next March, actually, is the anniversary for it. 20 years, because it came out back on the PS2. And that lines up exactly with when they said they'd release it by, or this title by, before the end of the fiscal year. I kind of wonder if they're lining this up for an announcement at the Game Awards and legitimately a March release. That would then give them basically all of December, January, February, and then maybe three weeks in March. Maybe it's like one of the last weeks in March that it comes out. That 
would kind of make sense. A monster Hunter feels like it doesn't need that kind of a run up to sell. Like they show it. Most of the people who like Monster Hunter are there already. They're 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 probably getting the pre-order in before Capcom's done showing the whole thing. What kind of game fits? Because even yeah, Monster Hunter. I mean, even Resident Evil Nine doesn't need like none of these big games need right. that type of announcement. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a Devil May Cry Six or something like. It's it's, that. Very hard. it's very hard to kind of put your finger on. Because Capcom could be. has no yeah. problem releasing a game in the first quarter. They do it all the time. They drop a game in February and it's like, here you go. This is the I, game. I would be down for Devil, a new Devil May Cry. The last one was what, 20, 2019. So it's been, it's yeah, been, yeah, it has been a minute. minute. Jesse in chat said deep down, I'd be into that. I'd be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> It has because that came out March 2019. So yeah. it will be five years then from the last yeah, Devil May I am, Cry. I am down for a new Devil May Cry. Absolutely. Devil May Cry 5 did pretty well too. Yeah. So and they got a Game Pass bag. Good game. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, oh man, I don't know. Now I'm kind of torn because they could do DMC and, and get away with it. Man. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, for millions of copies, it would be one of those bigger titles. It wouldn't be x9 even though i'd like it to be hmm i i still feel like i'm leaning towards the the, the anniversary lines up too well it does and although that would line up for an announcement but when they say millions i mean technically that's two million it could be two million like that would that would make sense it's like hey here's Mega Man x9 we're shooting for two million <laughs> no yeah uh, now i you make the move, whatever it is, it's I think it's going to be at the Game Awards. That would make sense. That's the next big event that would line up for an announcement and then release three months later. Maybe Monster Hunter is maybe it's like the closeout for the Game Awards. Brand new Monster Hunter game. DMC could open even if they want to do that. I don't think Resident Evil. Resident Evil seems like something they would they would want to market for like almost a year. Yeah, even. I agree. I mean, you don't want to just say, oh, we've got a big game coming out next year. It's going to sell millions. And that's Resident Evil 9. It doesn't need that type of lead up. Yeah, Monster makes sense. Maybe they just maybe they do the thing where they announce it and it's out in two months and they just kind of just catch uh, some serious momentum from holidays. Everyone getting their PS5s or Xboxes or or, or I mean, maybe I don't know if it'll be on the switch. If it's the next Monster Hunter world, they might push that to the next system from Nintendo even then. But or maybe they just keep it separate, like how they kind of do this thing where they have one Monster Hunter that's kind of on Nintendo first. The other one's on like PlayStation Xbox first and they just kind of switch off. Yeah, that's that's all I I was looking at chat to see what what else people are coming and Onimusha. I don't know if they do a new one. No, beautiful Joe one and two. <laughs> hey, I'm here for that. I would, man, I would love a remaster of Beautiful Joe One and Two, or just like a compilation of all the Beautiful Joe games. Put them all in. Oh, man, that'd be cool. Oh, Okami Two. There you go. Okay. Dino Crisis. No. Here's the new Dino Crisis. Imagine and then it's the expansion for it's the expansion for Exo Primal. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Dino Crisis Two. How that game plays, like. If you like make a new one and that type of stuff, like that could work. That could work in today's day, man. I'm telling you, it could. If they did Dino Crisis two and RE two remake, RE four remake mm-hmm. style, I I would I would I'd be on on board. With oh that. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd be yeah, awesome. that would be really good. <laughs> don't set a Marvelous Capcom reboot. <laughs> they still don't uh, have the license. Right? They have the licensing for that would be nuts. Oh, that's got to be crazy. Hey, Disney's getting more and more open to a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but know. not that stuff. 
Uh, well. We're gonna get the C team out of them. It'll be bad. Yeah, I. That's that's interesting. I, I'm I'm sticking. I'm going Monster Hunter. Game Awards, Monster Hunter announcement out in three months. Give us ten right. million. Give us give us money for ten million copies. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's DMC six. Okay. Okay. DMC six. All right. All right. I'll say Monster Hunter because that's safe bet. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Go with that. Let me go over to out the check Streamlabs as well. Some of the super chats here. Yeah, you will. Uh, Sean, are you gonna do your after show tonight? Yeah, I'll do it for a little bit. Okay. Okay. This I got is... um, Simpsons Hit and Run PS2 oh. running at 60. Um, I had to tinker with a few settings, and I'm trying Star Fox Adventures right now. Oh, and we are 60. What uh, what what handheld is that? This is the Amber Nick um, RG405V. I just made a video on it. Yeah, I'm 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 rock solid 60 on Star Fox Adventures. So, I mean, you might have to tinker with some stuff and maybe some like extremely high end, you know, PS2 stuff might give you some troubles like God of War 2. Mm-hmm. But I think a vast majority of the library will run fine PS2 wise and GameCube seems to be running great. Your your video they did on in the description it has a link to that exact model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep Retro okay, sends yeah. it to me to check out. Okay, yeah, so I would just direct people to your video if you have the exact link to that one, because if it's on, like, Amazon and stuff, I notice sometimes you'll see some questionable lookalike ones float in there, so that's... Even telling people to search the model number is kind of like, eh. Yeah, we can see it running. Oh, look at that. It is. Wow. It's still weird to see GameCube games in, like, handheld form like that, just randomly emulated. Well, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, oh. those PSP, 3DS. I need to get Samus Returns. And try that out because that's a game I love. John O in the chat here saying, I guess I'll give you a little money since Sean wouldn't. And that was the first thing I heard popping in before I head out for the Halloween festivities. Have a great night, y'all. Yeah, John O, you got to come out to, like I said, team TMG next year because Sean's coming. He's on the way. He'll be there. He'll be there. So you got to come out, John O, again. At least until last minute when he decides not to. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, but shout out to John O. Shout out to John O, executive producer over there. There's Oak City Gamers. Uh, no message. Then Lucio says, Can we get RGT to yeah, send a kiss? To the- oh, yeah. Got- <laughs> uh, no message here. <laughs> he's, been, he's been yelling at me for abandoning him. It's been a, it's been a ordeal. How, co- how could you, Sean? I know. I'm a piece of shit, human. You'll have to go through a table at too many games. That's what you'll have to do. No, fuck yeah. I'll, I'll just get you off the top up. rope. I'll just find a table and jump through it. I don't it, fucking in care. A, in a Spider-Man onesie. Come on. But they had the they had uh they they had Grove Street there putting people through tables. Lucio says, Can we get RGT to send a kiss to the viewers? You're giving him money to ask me that? You better give me some money. On the pay me my after money. show. He's he's full screen in the after show most times. Yeah, because all these fuckers disappear and turn off the camera. I actually have to do some recording on your after show, so I will need my camera here and there as I go. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Shadow says, TLDR, Sony should release modern dev tools like the Yozori again. <laughs> what, MVG, can you pronounce it for him? They said, Yorose. yo. <laughs> Say it with me, John. Yorose. 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 Thank you. Again, Yazori. they said Y O Z O R E E. 
That's incorrect. Story. <laughs> Again, this sh- shake out the indie scene for home devs. Microsoft's huge merger should have Sony's game department shaking in its boots. Jorge says, for better or worse, Nintendo has to protect all the IPs that are in Smash, especially Square, Capcom, and Konami IPs. And then Oak City Gamers again dropped one here with uh, with no message, but apparently he's they're they're sending stuff to Sean. There you go. And then Mighty Ryan says, anyone know where I can find Dreamcast guy? Got a party somewhere. Uh, Max is at a Halloween party. I believe he posted a picture of his costume on Twitter. He looks. Never mind. What were you going to say, Sean? Look slim. Yeah, that's where I was there going. Yeah. Slim and trim. There you go. There you go. Let me uh, let me go over here. I'm going to check Streamlabs. I don't want to miss any messages that may have come over there just to make sure. And also want to bring up... Here we go. Okay. This was from Joshua Butts a little while ago. I just want to make sure I have I did catch it's this one. Bad. It feels like Sony made yeah, shout out to Joshua Joshua Butts. Feels like the like Sony made the PS5 physically bigger than needed, knowing they would release a significantly smaller slim model a few years later, prompting people to buy the slim to replace the original just so they could have the better size console. And hey. I think that's all of those messages there. Yeah, where is Jose tonight? Oh, I, I had mentioned this at the start. Yeah. So the film that you guys were talking about in your after show that mm-hmm. she made a pretty good pitch for and even got you to donate. Uh, they're they're filming that tonight or filming. Oh, stuff okay. for it. But she's she's going to be, I think, going on location, doing some other things for the podcast here uh, pretty soon. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how all that turns out. But yeah, she said she'll be back next next week. You guys did film Game and Talk, though. That is up on the Spawncast Networks. So people can check that out. Got it there in audio form or in Somewhat video form. <laughs> and you guys did the bonus questions as well. Yep. So there's a lot of stuff happening over there. Chase says there's been rumors that the next Monster Hunter might be an MMO or MMO light. What are your guys' thoughts? Also, you dudes rock. I mean, Monster has always kind of been, especially recently, an MMO light it's, sort of. I it's mean, been as MMO people. as like uh, Warframe's been for years. So. Sure. Sure. But like if they go full on MMO where you just walk into a city and there's like 100 people in there, like go fantasy star or world of warcraft or something that's just hub city though you can easily right. do that mm, that's that would be interesting if they went more connected for online because it has been a while since monster hunter world came out which is weird to think because it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long but i f- think it has been it's uh that might be the next step is to go all in on the multiplayer side and just say hey there's it's just a continuous open world with people running all over the place in it. So have fun. And then also here's this massive monster that takes hundred of like a hundred people to take down like some big raid. Like that could be next level stuff. So maybe, maybe that's what we see for monster hunter. So I like the idea of that. Let me go around here as we finish up. Let's start with MVG. Where can we find you? Thanks for having me on. You can find me on YouTube at modern vintage gamer video out on Monday. Nate the hate next week. Thanks for having oh, me. What's happening next week? I'm recording. I always ask. When there's a Nate the hate podcast, it usually means something's happening or something has happened and we don't know about it yet. We have a new episode in the works. Oh, That's all. okay. 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 Let me go over here to OJ. Where can I find you? Found me right here on YouTube. Player Essence had a couple cool videos that came out. Did a big top 25 RPGs in addition to my top 10 or 10 out of 10 ones. So if you're into uh, RPG content, 
or Nintendo content, check out the channel. Got some big videos going up next week as well. So thank you guys for your support. Also live stream pretty much daily. So you can come through to the live streams as well, uh, where we sit there and talk about stuff and have fun. So thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. About Evan. Uh, you can find me over on Kimmerich Project if you're into tabletop games and stuff. We've been having some fun over there. Uh, nothing really major coming up. I'm trying to get into a bunch of different things to start adding to the channel. So that should be fun. Okay. And then uh, Sean. Uh, YouTube.com slash dream. Oh, I chucked him on the spit. <laughs> Cast guy. Come over to the second show. Oh, gamers. Come over, come over to the second show. Come over to the second oh, show. Gosh. We'll have a chat. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's uh that's a small cast for tonight. Thanks everyone for joining in. And th this week coming up, we still got other games coming out. I'm gonna I'll get to Alan Wake 2 for at least a little bit. Then we got got Robocop hitting, we got Star Ocean, stuff happening all over the place. So exciting stuff. We'll be back next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm trying to figure out when uh Nate is gonna rejoin us, but he's he's on deck soon. So I think Nate's gonna be re-entering the spawn cast and we're going to work on the the call and stuff as well so we'll we'll, we'll pick people who want to come in from the uh the, the spawn cast network the patreon you know we'll, we'll, we'll bring people in from there so make sure you go check that out it's linked down below spawncastnetwork.com and we'll, we'll get some people in from the audience for parts of the conversation and we will oh uh, we'll see you guys then